tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. You're listening to All the Books, a weekly show of recommendations and enthusiasm regarding the week's new book releases. This is episode 34, and today we are talking about a few 2016 titles we are excited about. I'm Liberty Hardy, here with my fellow well-redhead, Rebecca Shinsky, and we're coming to you from bookriot.com. Merry Christmas, baby! Merry Christmas! Last show of the year. Woo-woo! Yeah. The the confetti's falling, and the champagne is chilling. Yes. And it's been a good 2015. This was such a good year in books. Oh my goodness. And next year is just amazing. It is. It is. I have only just started reading into 2016. I, I know without a doubt that you are ahead of me for 2016, but like you always are, and it's fine. Uh, I'm happy to be the little spoon slash second fiddle. You're not the second fiddle. <laughs> You're my second in a duel. <laughs> I watched Grease last week just for reasons, and I would totally be your second in a drag race also. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, you would be way better at driving a car than I would. <laughs> I'd be like, can't we just punch it out? <laughs> we could just throw some kittens at each other. Oh, that would be terrible for the kittens. <laughs> I know. Poor can you kitties. imagine if we had to be bailed out for having a kitten fight? <laughs> that would be terrible. Poor kittens. But that's like... On the scale of things that if I have to call one of our bosses and be like, hi, Liberty and I got arrested and we need you to come bail us out. A kitten fight is one of those, like, they would believe it. Yeah. That 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 happened and that then they needed to come save us. Um, I guess we should give a brief, like, caveat slash don't send us angry emails before we start this show. Since this is a preview show, we have not necessarily read all of these books. No. Uh, that we're going to talk about. These are ones that we are excited to get our hands on and to discover along with the listeners of the show. And we know that some of you have feelings about being recommended books that uh, we have not read. We always say on the show, if we're talking about something that we haven't read or that we're not finished yet, but some of these are ones that we just are super excited to discover because we're readers too, who get excited about things before we actually get to read them. So, you know, do your due diligence and Google them and give them shots on your own if you're not sure that they are for you, but I think we have a really good selection here. Plus, if we love them, they'll show up in the appropriate shows. Right, yeah, you'll hear about them on release day. So Yeah, I'm just super excited. I was like, I keep a master list of all the books that I hear about to try and you know, keep up with the newsletter and mm-hmm. everything, and, and I was like counting, and I got up to like 300 that I wanted to read, and I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, I have that overwhelming feeling too, where like, I think I've made it up through I'm all the way through April and halfway through May in the publisher catalogs. And the list is already way longer than the total number of books that I'll be able to read next year. And I have that like, it's not anxiety, but it's that mounting like excitement dread where you're like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so good. Oh my gosh, there's no way that I'm going to read all of them. How am I ever going to read all the books? Yeah. January 1st is like basically challenge accepted day every (laughs) year in reading. 
<laughs> it so is. And I love like even when there are ones that I think I'm going to read and that I'm looking forward to reading, I'll inevitably miss some of those because something else pops up that is surprising that I wasn't expecting and I get sidetracked. But I love those surprises in a reading year too. It feels nice to be you know, pressing the reset button and turning the page, as it were, onto a new year and getting started. Um, Want to kick us off with your first pick? Yes. I was just going to add that also books are much less dangerous than hoverboards or drones. <laughs> Like, man, yeah, some you people had any some fingers. really rotten Christmases. They did. You might get concussed if a heavy Sally Man book falls on That your is true. Head. It does happen. That happened to someone I knew. <laughs> uh, but you won't lose any fingers. No, probably not. <laughs> uh, the first book I am going to talk about that I am so excited for is What is Not Yours is Not Yours, stories by Helen Oyeyemi. Oh, We love her. I'm just going to make noises about that. Yeah. Because this is like vacation week, I've really done hardly any of my homework here. Um, It comes out on March 8th, and it is, like I said, a book of stories. Uh, She wrote Boy Snowbird, which was an amazing take on Snow White. She wrote Mr. Fox, which was an amazing take on Bluebeard. And these are definitely sort of fairy tale-ish. I've read some of them. I've been saving a couple because they're stories, and I Mm. love her so much. I've been waiting. But they all basically are uh, key-themed whether it's a real key or a metaphorical key. like oh, interesting. Yeah, they're all, these stories all revolve around keys. Like one girl shows up, she's left at the doorstep of a monastery as a baby, and she's wearing a key around her neck. One is about a house sitter. Um, they're so fantastic. There was this really great line that I wanted to read to you, and then I forgot, and now I don't know where it is. <laughs> so you'll just have to read it. I'll just imagine <laughs> that you're reading to me. It's almost as Yeah, good. it's so great. But she's just brilliant, and I've loved all the stories I've read so far. Um, so, yeah, that's my first woohoo! So you're capable of stretching out a short story collection like that? Not usually, no. Okay. No, I, I have two left. Okay. But mostly because I, I have so many other things to read. I don't think I normally, normally I just sit down and read things, you know? Yeah. But I was like, end of the year, got to do all these things. So... Um, and the publishers dangled a couple of really juicy books in front of me for Christmas vacation. So I was like, maybe I'll just look at this for a while. So, um, yeah, only two more. I'll probably read them as soon as we're done here. Because now I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't finish that book. And I just publicly admitted it. <laughs> and that is, yeah, you never you never quit. So <laughs> No, I don't. No, I have that disease where I finish everything I read. So, um, cool. again, it's, it's going to be awesome. She's so awesome. Again, it's There's called, no way this book is not going to be amazing. Yeah. It's called What is Not Yours is Not Yours by Helen Oyeyemi. Rad. Before I do my first pick, I want to thank our first sponsor this week. FabFitFun is back. We've been talking about them for a couple of weeks now. But in case you're new here, FabFitFun is a subscription box that has premium full-size fashion, beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. So we're not talking like a little quarter of an ounce of eye cream and then a lipstick that you can use twice and a perfume that you can put behind one of your ears. These are full-size products. Um, I had a sample of their fall box. It was really awesome. The box comes out once each season, so they're currently shipping the winter box. It retails for $49.99 and always has a value over $200. So you always get at least four times in value what you pay for the box. But the winter box has a value of $312. So you get about six times, more than six times what you've paid for it. 
Also, when you subscribe today at FabFitFun.com and you use the coupon code BOOKS, you get $10 off your first box. So you're going to pay $39.99 for your first box, and you're going to get $312 worth of stuff. So awesome. Some of the things in the winter box include, but we won't tell you what all of them are because part of the fun of a subscription box is the surprise. You can get body cream. You can get a wine stopper and wine charm set for those parties that you're having where you want to make sure people are not picking up somebody else's glass. And there's a travel set of skincare items, fingerless gloves, so you can do the texting uh, and you know also have warm palms of your hands at the same time, scent diffusers for the home, a fancy set of earbuds. There's at least $65 in uh, gift cards to allow you to choose the items from other uh, businesses that FabFitFun has partnered with. So those $65 in gift cards alone are worth more than the $39.99 you're going to pay for your first box. Uh, the past box that I had had an awesome umbrella in it that I've been using because it has been raining nonstop here in Richmond. Like It's like I live in Portland, but I don't. Uh, you, They've had scarves. They've had candles. They've had Zumba DVDs, Pilates stuff. I think there was like a yoga band uh, in the fall box that I had. So they really are trying to cover all of the areas of life. You want to look good. You want to feel good. You want to take good care of yourself. And FabFitFun has items for all of those things. Again, they are full-size items. These are not sample trial-size things. They're not just stuff that you're being marketed at. So go to fabfitfun.com, use the coupon, co- the coupon code, the coupon code books uh, for $10 off your first box. That'll make it $39.99 and you'll get your first FabFitFun box. And if you do, some of you have subscribed and you've let us know on Twitter. Let us know that you got the box. Let us know what your favorite items are. Uh, it's always fun to see those things. So thanks again to FabFitFun. Again, it's FabFitFun dot com and the coupon code is books for ten dollars off your first box okay this first pick i had like lately my theme of this show has been that i'm struggling to put the titles that i choose in some kind of order for the show but this was a book that i didn't know it was coming out until very recently i was scrolling through instagram and a bookseller that i follow took a picture of the cover and i yelped out loud in my office by myself because i was so excited it's the regional office is under attack by manuel gonzalez it comes out april 12th from riverhead um, i have loved manuel gonzalez for a couple of years now he had a debut short story collection called The Miniature Wife that came out, I think, in 2012. Yes, I think Uh, so. And it's like, it's in that perfect zone of short stories for me. It's weird, but not too weird. It's mostly set in our world. Like the title story, The Miniature Wife, is about a scientist who's working on um, miniaturization technology and he accidentally shrinks his wife uh, and is keeping her in a dollhouse in their home. Like you do. It's like a seriouser version. And that's a word now of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, that title story is. But then they're like their home life. And their marriage is wrecked by uh, some of the consequences of him accidentally shrinking her. There's another story in that collection about uh, people who are on a flight that gets stuck in a holding pattern above a major city. And they are in that holding pattern like for years living with each other stuck in this plane. Uh, I think about that story every time that I fly. The whole collection is really wonderful. This new novel... Uh, is set in a world in which there are amassing forces of darkness and the whole world is being protected by this one organization called the regional office. And here's where it gets really good. The regional office is staffed by super-powered female assassins. (laughs) Like, 
that you just have me there already. Uh, I was reading, I didn't know anything about the book until the copy showed up uh, in my mailbox. And then I was like, okay, let me find out the bare minimum about this and just continue to not spoil myself and be excited. There's an oracle in the book who seeks new recruits and they, they sniff out plots to bring down the, you know, end of the world. And then there's a prophecy that suggests that actually the downfall might be brought from someone inside the regional office. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, this is science fiction-ish, comedy-ish. Uh, it sounds to me like it's going to ring my Nick Harkaway angel maker bells. I am so excited. I love Manuel Gonzalez's mix. Like, I love his writing. I love the mix of like capers and science and silliness and big questions about life and the universe. Uh, cannot wait to read it. I can confirm that uh, some of our coworkers have read it and did love it. So I'm even more excited. Again, that's The Regional Office is Under Attack by Manuel Gonzalez. I'm very excited to see what he does with the whole novel. It's going to be so fun. Yes. Um, speaking of amazing story collections turned into novelists, Ooh. my next pick is one that arrived the day before Christmas, like the afternoon before Christmas in my mailbox, like it was my Christmas miracle. <laughs> it is Imagine Me Gone by Adam Hazlitt, which comes out on May 3rd, I, which is we'll, when we get to the part at the end where you say, what are you going to read next? This is totally it because <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. Uh, he wrote an amazing short story collection called You Are Not a Stranger Here, which was like, I think maybe 10, 12, even maybe longer ago, um, nominated for the Pulitzer, nominated for the National Book Award, National Book Critics Circle Award. Um, and then he wrote a novel several years ago called Union Atlantic. Um, if you read the new Paul Murray book about banking, and oh, yeah. it was weird and funny, and you want to read a really intense book about banking and the banking crisis, Union Atlantic is that book. It's so good. He was one of the authors that came to the story, and I just could not even handle him. Like, I just couldn't talk to him. or I was so like, oh, goodness. I just love him. So I am <laughs> so, so excited for Imagine Me Gone. Um, I don't really even know anything about it. Uh, I just read the back of it while you were talking about <laughs> the regional office. And it is about a woman named Margaret whose fiancé uh, is hospitalized with depression. And she must make a choice if she wants to back away from the, um, the inevitable or, you know, the possibility that this might be uh, bad for a marriage or take the leap. And she decides to take the leap and it is about them uh, as a grown uh, married couple with children. Um, it sounds wonderful. Like I said, everything he does is incredible. I can't imagine that this isn't going to be amazing. Um, and he's one of those authors that I feel like more people should read or hear about or know about or send kittens in the mail. He's just amazing. Um, and again, it's called Imagine Me Gone by Adam Hazlitt. Awesome. He's going to be like, why am I getting all these kittens? <laughs> Uh, is kitten bombing like the new glitter bombing? Yeah, that would be cool too. Except you do it to people <laughs> that you like. Horrible things have been happening to kittens on this episode. Of all the books. <laughs> right. Please do not no. throw kittens okay, not, or send kittens in the mail. Right, don't. Just, <laughs> Just like <laughs> send people you like tweets that have lots of kitten emojis in yes. them. Yes, yes. Please don't. Mail or kittens. kitten gifts. It's like normal going to Abu Dhabi. Like, please don't. <laughs> right. No kittens were harmed in the making of all the books today. <laughs> Um, my next pick is called Behold the Dreamers by Mbolo Mbue. Uh, this is a debut novel that came up on my radar earlier in 2015, right after the Frankfurt Book Festival. Um, actually, no, wait, it's 
It came, I think, maybe on my radar at the end of 2014, uh, because there was a big international deal for this. Uh, in Britain, the title has been, or at least when the deal was done, the title was The Longings of Jende Junga. But now it is called uh, Behold the Dreamers, uh, debut novel about two marriages. One couple is an immigrant working class couple. The other is a, a pair of one percenters. Um, and each of those couples are seeking their version of the American dream. The story is set in 2007 and 2008. So both of the couples and really the entire society are affected by the financial collapse that we saw happen here in the United States. Um, the story examines marriage, race, and class, and the blurb puts it at the intersection of Americana and the writing of Amy Tan. Um, I am not sure that it gets more in my wheelhouse than that. A story about marriages <laughs> that examines race and class and bears resemblance to Amy Tan and Chimamande Ngozi Adichie. Uh, there, this was a big, big, like seven figure deal for this book um, at Frankfurt. And it's always interesting to see what the novels are, especially the debuts that get enormous advances and have bidding wars and all those kinds of things. And then to watch those books come to market and see what the reader response uh, is going to be. So I'm excited to discover this one. I haven't read it. Um, I can't wait to read it. Really looking forward to discovering a new voice and seeing if 2016 continues the theme we had this year of so many great debuts. Uh, so that is Behold the Dreamers by Mbolo Mbue. I'm very excited about that one. I'm very excited about everything all the time, all the books. <laughs> That's why it's called All the Books. But I was like, oh, yes, That's that why one. there's an exclamation point in the show title. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the release date got moved, which made me very sad. So now we have to oh. wait until August. Yeah. But, um, so it wouldn't be an episode of All the Books if I didn't talk about a book that I have no idea how to pronounce the author's name. <laughs> Um, but I have read this book, and I loved it. It's great fun. It's called Sleeping Giants by Sylvain Nouvel, I think is how you pronounce his name. I hope it's how you pronounce his name. His first name is spelled S-Y-L-V-A-I-N, and his last mm -hmm. name is spelled N-E-U-V-E-L. This book comes out April 26th, and it mm -hmm. is tons of fun. Um, this is one I don't want to tell you too much because it will just give everything away. So basically, there's a little girl named Rose, and she gets a new bike, and she's all excited to ride it, and she goes off riding in the woods. She's in uh, Deadwood, South Dakota, like that Deadwood. And mm -hmm. she goes missing, and when they find her, she is at the bottom of a giant square pit sitting in the palm of a giant metal silver hand. As you do. Yeah. And it goes from there, like. You know, obviously the government is interested in why this little girl uh, found, well, not her, but, like, where this came from. It's a giant silver hand. And it just goes from there. It's, it's governments involved. And it's all told in the form of uh, interviews and journals and uh, articles. And it's great fun. And I think my goal for 2016, my reading goal, is to try and be more patient because oh. I have a terrible problem. Like, watching movies and TV with me is hell. Like, basically no one will do it. <laughs> because I'm like, but wait, what? Why is that happening? Because they just said this and this. So, like, in this book, there's a storyline. I'm like, what, what, what is the point of the storyline? Like, what is this? And I just have to learn to be patient because it all becomes clear later on. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, what's going on? I don't understand this. Um, and it was completely pertinent. So I have to learn to be more patient. And it was a ton of fun. It is called the first book in the series, but this one did wrap up, you know, quite oh, well at the end. So you could just read this and not be like, you know, I'm dying because it's a cliffhanger. <laughs> but at the same time, be very excited, like, for the next one to come out. So, again, that is called Sleeping Giants by Sylvain Nouvelle. I'm just picturing you, like 
fighting the urge to page to the back of a book and spoil the ending for yourself. See, I I don't ever want, like, people are like, oh, I read the last page. I'm like, what? I don't ever want to do that. But I do. I'm like, wait, but but that just happened. And why didn't that happen? Because they said this and they did this. And like, uh, people people watching TV with me, they're like, yeah, just wait eight to ten you seconds. You just have to wait let eight it to wash ten over seconds, you. You know? I'm like, <laughs> what is that ostrich doing with that suitcase? And they're like, just wait eight to ten seconds. And I, I'm, uh, it's horrible watching things with me. It's terrible. When I get that way, Bob goes... I know the exact same amount of information that you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good way to put it. And I'm like, but but someone has the information. Yeah. I want the information. Yep. Uh, all right. Before we keep on going, let's get to our second sponsor today. Penguin Random House Audio is back. Yay. We love them. And so we are happy to have them back. You can check them out at penguinrandomhouseaudio.com. If you are making New Year's resolutions related to being a better book club member, if you are making one related to reading more, if you're making one related to trying new formats of books, if you've not previously used audiobooks, if you're doing like a self-improvement, self-help kind of thing, I think audiobooks can be really great for that. Or if like me, you are recently recommitted to the gym or to some Ooh. kind of exercise regimen, audiobooks can help. Uh, I just survived a really painful cardio workout with the help of Jenny Lawson's Furiously Happy uh, on audio, which is uh, which as a Penguin Random House audiobook, it's really funny and smart and she's very distracting and it made me be like, yes, I will do another interval, but why? Uh, so if you, you know, are either an audiobook newbie or you're a pro and you're looking to up your audiobook game for 2016, you can go to penguinrandomhouseaudio.com. They have all sorts of cool recommending tools where you can put in like the activity that you're doing and how long of an audiobook you're looking for and what genre and it will give you recommendations. You can get a preview of some of the 2016 titles uh, that they're going to have on audio. I would suspect that the regional office is under attack, which is a Penguin title will be out on audio. It seems like it would be a lot of fun. Uh, what is not yours is not yours is also a Penguin Random House title. So you could listen to Helen Oyeyemi's beautiful short stories. Uh, if that comes out from them, there will be all kinds. There are always great audiobooks from Penguin Random House. And I'm sure 2016 will be no different. Uh, so go to penguinrandomhouseaudio.com. Check out what they've got. Check out what's coming out soon and find some new ways to incorporate audiobooks into your life. I bet Sleeping Giants would be really fun. That's a, a random house oh, probably. title. Yeah. I bet they do like the different voices for the people being interviewed and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah. The Mindy Kaling, um, the Mindy Kaling memoirs were really great on audio and she reads them herself. And those are Penguin Random House also. Um, she, it's like, that's like having a really smart, funny friend along in the car or for your dog walk or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, okay. Are you ready for my next book? I think this one might be super exciting for you too. Oh, yes, yes. It is The Badass Librarians of Timbuktu by Joshua Hammer. And this comes out, oh, I think I forgot to put the date. No, I didn't. It comes out on April 5th. Uh, this, first of all, is called The Badass Librarians of Timbuktu. <laughs> so what else do you really need to know? Uh, but this story is about a gang of librarians in Timbuktu, which is a real place. It's in Africa, in Mali. And they pull an Ocean's Eleven-style heist to save ancient Arabic texts from Al-Qaeda. That's all I know. Yeah. 
And that's all I really want to know. I I love a heist story. I will watch heist movies all the live long day. And it seems harder to find good heist stories in books, or at least I have a harder time finding a good heist story in a book that will keep me engaged and where I can't totally predict what's happening. Um, this one is about librarians protecting ancient texts. This just sounds perfect. And it also checks the box of Liberty having a book that's related to books or libraries on almost every episode of the show. Yes. So I did this one kind of for you, but mainly for myself, too. Uh, I can't wait to read it. I just discovered it like yesterday going through publisher catalogs. And I was like, how? Why? I need to know more. I need to read this book. Um, So that's The Badass Librarians of Timbuktu by Joshua Hammer. And forgive me if you said this, but it's true. Correct? It is? Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm I, pretty sure. This is a true story. Oh. Yeah. He's a journalist, and this is like an actual thing that happened. I think. I okay. Think. I'm looking it up. <laughs> this is okay. that Because if that's true, that's even better. Yeah. Yeah. You look it up. I'll tell you about my next pick while you do that. Okay. All right. My next pick is one that I want to read simply because everyone I know who has read it has been like, oh my goodness, you need to read this book. And it is called Shelter by Jung Yoon, and it is out March 15th. And it's from Picador, who I absolutely love, love their books. And it's, from what I understand, it is about a young man who must decide if he wants to go and take care of his aging parents. Uh, They were not very kind to him. They took care of him in the material sense, but were not affectionate or kind when he was young, and now they are in need of his help, and he's trying to decide if he's going to go do that. Um, which reminds me a bit of one of the storylines in the incarnations um, about, you know, taking care of elderly parents, which was a mm. fabulous book that I loved this year. But anyway, that's really all I know about it, except my friends keep texting me like, have you read it yet? Have you read it yet? Have you read it yet? So that will probably be the thing I read after I read the Helen Oyemi stories. And then after I read the Adam Hazlitt, then I will read this today. So um, what do you got on the... It's, it is real. Yeah. I just missed that because I was so excited about just the concept (laughs) of it. So, yeah, here's the description. In the 1980s, a young adventurer and collector for a government library, Abdel Kader Hydera, journeyed across the Sahara Desert and along the Niger River, tracking down and salvaging tens of thousands of ancient Islamic and secular manuscripts that had fallen into obscurity. The Badass Librarians of Timbuktu tells the incredible story of how Hydera, a mild-mannered archivist and historian from the legendary city of Timbuktu, later became one of the world's greatest and most brazen smugglers. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm bouncing in my chair. Um, you just made my day. That's really excellent news. Excellent. Like, it's a great idea for a novel. I'm really super excited that it's a true story. I'm sure it'll be a movie. <sighs> Let's make that happen. Yeah. Okay. Other thing that I am super excited for. Are you ready? I'm ready. The Hour of Land, A Personal Topography of America's National Parks by Terry Tempest Williams. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It comes out on June 7th, timed for the centennial of America's National Park System. Uh, Terry Tempest Williams, if you've been listening to this show, you know, wrote one of my all-time favorite life-changing books, When Women Were Birds. She is such a wonderful writer. She's an activist. She's a naturalist. She loves this world that we live in and is so brilliant at describing it. And this is a look at specifically 12 of America's national parks that um, highlight the ways that each of 
Zoos is unique, but also where it fits into this bigger picture of what the national parks exist to do and why they are so important uh, to America and to Americans' identity. More than 300 million people visit a national park each year, which is incredible. Uh, They are such a cool gift to have and uh, to have access to, and most of them are free or very affordable. It's just so cool. Uh, Terry Tempest Williams mixes memoir, natural history, and social criticism, which is a thing that she is really excellent at doing. Uh, Her book, Refuge, which is about birds and some endangered bird species, is one of my favorites of her books, and she does the same thing there. I cannot wait. I just cannot wait to read whatever Terry Tempest Williams has to say about the national parks. Uh, So that is The Hour of Land, A Personal Topography of America's National Parks by Terry Tempest Williams, and it comes out June 7th. And then I guess I will probably take June 8th off so that I can read it and then take June 9th off so that I can like plan my trip to visit all these national parks. Or read it again. Sure. Yeah. Well, when I read When Women Were Birds, I like read it and finished it and then started it over and then finished it and then started it over. And so I could just get stuck in a loop. Like I could read The Hour of Land on repeat. That's totally possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's already time for our last picks. Woo-woo. Although really, like I said, like I could keep going. I have like 300 I want to read. Um, <laughs> and you managed to hit on all of them. Ooh, yay. I'm re- like, I'm really excited about the one that you're going to talk about after I talk about mine that I'm really excited about. And that <laughs> one is called Dear Fang with Love by Rufy Thorpe. She wrote a novel a few years ago that I just loved, loved, loved called The Girls of Corona Del Mar, which I feel like was criminally underread. Is that is that an actual expression or did I just yes, make that up? Yes, it totally is now. Yeah. Which won like, uh, like a couple of awards, but I just feel like nobody read it. Um, it's so good it's about these girls she wrote this really realistic novel of like friendship between women and like sometimes I feel like people sugarcoat it or it just doesn't like ring true with me and the girls at Corona Del Mar like really hit on that and I started Dear Fang with Love uh, this morning and it is about a man who uh, has a child when he is basically a child he's like 18 and he is not involved in his daughter's life until she's 12 Um, And then he becomes a part of her life, and she goes through some problems when she turns 16. So he decides it would be a good idea to take her uh, to Lithuania, like you do. Um, He's going to learn about his family, and so he brings her along in the hopes that she will recover from what she's going through. And it'll be a great time for them to bond, you know, get to know each other better. But, you know, it's not the best idea. Like, he, he, you know, freely admits that he's not exactly sure how to be a parent, so... Um, things happen, but it's so great so far. And she just, she just has a really great, uh, sense of humor. She writes about really difficult things. She, um, it's just wonderful so far. So again, that is called Dear Fang with Love by Rufy Thorpe. I'm really looking forward to that one. It has a great cover. I don't think I've seen the cover. I'm going to have to Google it now. Yeah. It's like really, it's like peachy and it's a painting and it's pretty awesome. Peachy uh, painting, pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. My last pick is my short story collection of the day because, of course, uh, and it is called The Unfinished World by Amber Sparks. It comes out January 26th. Uh, this is not a debut. She has had previous collections of short fiction. This will be my first encounter with her. And all I know about these stories is that this comes highly recommended uh, from some friends who work for the publisher. The stories are supposed to be weird and wonderful and in the vein of Karen Russell and Kelly Link, which is exactly how I like my short stories. Uh, as I mentioned at the top when we were talking about Manuel Gonzalez and the miniature wife, give me your weird 
weird, you're wacky, you're wonderful, your look at human nature through the lens of something that's not quite how we actually experience the world. I am here for that. I can't wait to read The Unfinished World. I've been making myself wait. I've had a copy of it for like six months, and I've been trying to hold off so that I could read it closer to the publication date. So I will be talking about that, I'm sure, in a couple of weeks. Again, it's The Unfinished World Stories by Amber Sparks. All right. Okay. That's our 2016 preview. So what are you going to go read now? Well, like I was saying, I'll probably finish the Helen Oyeyemi stories. And then the Adam Hazlitt, definitely. Like, I really, really want to read that. But I have to finish the Ruby Thorpe. It's so hard. Like, technology has thwarted my ability to choose books because I seriously, like, I have so many amazing things to read. I can't usually pick. And so I used to just put, like, a bunch of books down on the floor. And whichever one the cat sniffed first, I would read that one. (laughs) But now technology, like, most of the advanced copies I read are PDFs on my computer. Mm So, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get the cats to point at the screen, and they won't do it. So (laughs) you have to make decisions on my own, and I hate it. Wait, you could, like, write the titles on a bunch of Post-its and put the Post-its on the oh, floor. Oh, that's genius. And oh, then the cats okay. could point to them. I don't know why I didn't think of that. <laughs> I've just been suffering through it being like, no, I have to pick my own books. Uh, what well, are you going to read? I don't know what I'm going to pick next. I'm finishing Mr. Splitfoot by Samantha Hunt, which is a novel coming out in the next couple of weeks that I'll be talking about on the show. And I'm also finishing Presence, Bringing Your Boldest Self to Your Biggest Challenges by Amy Cuddy, which came out on December 22nd. And I think I'm going to mention that on an upcoming show, too, because I'm really enjoying it. But... I don't know. I just started last night. Bob and I just started watching Making a Murderer on Netflix, primarily because you told me how good it was. Told you. And I've been looking at The Red Parts by Maggie Nelson. Oh, that's so uh, good. Which is also related to like a murdery court case situation. And she's so smart. And I'm interested in I like I don't really know much more about it other than that it showed up and it looks good. And it seems like that might be a nice dovetail off of all the watching of making a murder. I'm not sure. I'm going to try to do the thing where I just sort of like look at my stack of books and pick out whichever one calls to me in a highly scientific fashion. So I don't know. What's it like being a reasonable adult? Tell me. I, don't, I mean, I don't know that that's entirely reasonable. Like <laughs> I just picked the thing that gave me feelings based on nothing. <laughs> that's kind of what reading is. <laughs> sure. Uh, so I'll keep you posted. I don't know what I'm ready to commit to just yet. Stay tuned. Watch this space. (laughs) We'll be back next week. Uh, In the meantime, thank you to our sponsors, FabFitFun. You can go to FabFitFun.com and use the code BOOKS to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. And Penguin Random House Audio. Go to PenguinRandomHouseAudio.com to see what they've got cooking and check out a 2016 preview. As always, you can drop us a line at allthebooks at BookRiot.com. Oh, we want to give a shout out to the librarian whose name I forgot to write down, but who is hosting a listening party at her library where they listen to the show while everybody hangs out and does adult coloring books. I think that is the coolest email anyone has ever sent me in the course of more than four years doing this job. And you rock. Uh, You can talk to me in Liberty on Twitter. I am Rebecca Shinsky, S-C-H-I-N-S-K-Y. Liberty is at Miss Liberty. And if you've got a minute, if you want to give us a belated holiday gift or help us kick off the New Year's in style, you can give us a rating or a review on iTunes, which lets us know how we're doing. And more importantly, helps other readers who are looking for ways to get more books into their brain to find the show. 
And as much as we would love to tell you about more books coming out in 2016, we just don't have the time. But you can read about more titles in the show notes at bookriot.com slash all the books, as well as find a link to our weekly new books newsletter. It's going to be huge. Like they're hitting the ground running and publishing like one five, boom, millions of books again. Yeah, so January 5th is a huge, huge. Day. It's going to be awesome. All right. Until then, happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.